Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. to the Donna and Steve experience on my talk 1071 everything entertainment it's a brand new week we're excited yes <laughs> she said convincing everyone. herself of that we're excited am. you know i realize i i wake up a lot easier than i used to like i used to just want to lay in bed but when the alarm goes off i'm like well i got to get up and then once I stand up, I'm like, okay, I can do this. Let's go. You know, Woo! I usually feel a little better about Mondays than I used to. Really? Yeah. You know, you get the weekend. The weekend feels sort of shapeless and blobby. And, you know, deadlines are fake deadlines on the weekend. It's the weekend. But once the week starts, you're almost ready to, you know, get into a little bit of a uh, tighter situation. Schedule. Sh- a schedule. A schedule. To, to, to operate by. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, you know, feeling feeling really good. Uh, uh, we have a... Go ahead. I was just going to say, I'm sure Dawn is thinking, suck it. Shut it. I have to get up at like 3.30 in the morning. Yeah. Uh, no. Oh, I get up at 4. Okay. So When's the last time you woke up, though, Dawn, feeling like, oh, I'm ready for a day. Let's do this. Oh, I mean, on the that weekend... Yeah, right. It just doesn't happen, though. At 4 a.m., it's tough to feel like, okay. Yeah, you never really get used to it. Mm, nope. Donna, you remember? I did it mornings. for 15 years, and yeah. people are like, oh, but, you know, you get used to it. I'm like, no, no, you don't. Marjorie Ever. Punnett. It's um, not normal. Former my talker, she <laughs> described it as perpetual jet lag. Yeah. yeah, or feeling like you're a little off, like maybe a little drunk at all times. Yes, yes. Like you're not quite all there. Sure, I could jibe with that. You know, I worked morning news. Now, it was only for five months. But you guys get up even earlier. You guys get up at like two. Because you also have to look pretty. You had to be at the station at three. (laughs) So 3 a.m., you walk into the station, and then you walk right up to these producers, and they say, here are the two or three stories that we need you to quickly sort of research, write, put together, and then go out in front in the studio. And you're just thinking, oh, it is early to be getting <laughs> directives. Yeah. And then you have this deadline because the news starts at 4.30. Your first hit is usually at, you know, 5 o'clock mm-hmm. for a tease or something like that. And so you have two hours to just quickly write three stories with video elements, talk with the editors, go record stuff if you have to. Try to look good. And then, yeah, eventually try to look good by the time you go out there. I will say this, though. By the time, you know, so this is the Channel 5 morning news. By the time about... 6.30 or 7 o'clock rolled around, other people started to slowly trickle into the building, that's when you feel great. Because there's this there's this window of time where you're no longer tired 
and it's not late enough in the day where you're thinking, oh, God, do I need to go to bed already? Do I need to take a nap? And you feel so productive, and you've just been moving and grooving. So as you see people dragging their carcasses <laughs> into work for another day, you're, you you're know, like, you've been... like, I'm halfway done. Yes, yeah. and, you're, and you're, you're camera ready, to Donna's point. So you feel just like a little more like presentational, and I got this. Yeah. I got this. Yeah, it used to suck when you do TV hits in the morning, too. You know, from yeah. the radio standpoint, like mm, every, you're like I have to get ready. Yes, it just <laughs> sucked. I mean, and we had to be there at four because the yeah. show started five o'clock on the dot. Oh, I used to start a show at five thirty. Yeah, yeah. Well, this one used to be five thirty. Is it six Jason now? You guys are yeah, on at six. six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But then I had you know another show I did before this. Yes, Queen. Anyway, happy Monday. We have a uh, jam-packed show for everybody today. I can't wait for this. Ten fifteen. I asked on Instagram for some book recommendations, looking for a new one. And uh, I got so many. And I mentioned that I really like nonfiction. I like memoirs, biographies, history, whatever. And I ended up going with a fiction book because of how highly recommended this was by multiple people. So I'll tell you what I uh, downloaded. Donna, you might try to turn it into a read-along. I don't know. (laughs) But this book was so highly recommended. And I downloaded six audiobooks yesterday to try to burn through the Audible credits so that I can cancel my Audible subscription. You you, You have to download the books first. And then you can cancel. But if you cancel your membership, the credits, which are what your $16 a month is going toward, they vanish. Wow. You so pay $16 I've, a month? Yes. Without so thinking cheap. about it. I won't even like get, you know, I don't know. I, <laughs> Add I, showtime to Hulu. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, I don't have an extra $16. Well, I don't either. <laughs> and that's my point is I want to get out of this membership. Yeah. I had, and I looked yesterday and I have nine credits. That's nine months worth of it just renewing, 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 and you get an extra book. So I downloaded six Audible books. I've got three more to go, and I actually uh, have a... But, you know, I'm only reading hard copy books now. It's my new thing. Only hard copy books. I'm not doing the Kindle. The hard copy book uh, arrives tomorrow. Good for you. I'm excited. Can't wait to tell you about it. It's fun to get sucked into a book. Yes, it really is. Like, I woke up yesterday, and I went... All right, I'm going to be productive. I'm going to order some stuff I need on Amazon. I'm going to read a chapter of my book. I'm going to clean out this closet. And I did all of it. And then I was like, oh, I want to read another chapter. Yeah. It's fun. Oh, gosh. There's a few feelings are better than this. Uh, When you are somewhere doing something and you think about, the book that you're currently wrapped up in, mm-hmm. and then you imme- it takes you there, especially when it's fiction. And I don't read as much fiction. But when it is fiction and you think about that book in that place and you know tonight when the kids go down, I'm going back to that place. Right. Yeah. I'm going to open the book. I like to turn a little music on. Oh. Get the fireplace going. Just a little like jazz in the background or maybe sure. some sort of a, No, I really do. Oh, and then like maybe a movie soundtrack, like a movie scores in the background. I'm telling you guys, it elevates the experience. Don, you got to try it. Okay. Yeah. What if you were reading <laughs> Harry Potter and then you put on Harry Potter or you could put on Hogwarts ambiance music on YouTube? It'll be on for 10 hours. That's interesting. I have to have silence. There's something. Yeah, me too, I think. But I'll try it. I'll try I it hear my Steve. my head too much, I think. Oh, I like hearing yeah. myself thinking. Oh. Uh, it's also fun, as far as reading goes, to do something that people were doing you know, 800 years yes. ago. Yes. That's true. Yes. It's still And that was enjoyable. their only entertainment. Yeah. That's cool. 
You guys, we love books. So 1015, the book uh, the book reveal happens at 1015. I might join you. I don't know. I think you're going to. I think I'm going to read you the title of it, and you're instantly going to be interested. Okay. I'm very excited. Um, football. Let's talk football real quick. I swear, I was watching the early game yesterday. That was, uh, what, Cincinnati and Kansas LA. City. Oh, it was, yes, I'm getting the two games mixed up. Yeah. Yeah. And one minute, it was 21 to 3. My friend came over. We're sitting at my kitchen counter. TV's on. And I'm like, let's turn this crap Five minutes later, (laughs) I look up and I go, oh my God, we have to watch. I go, they're tied. It was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's fourth quarter. And then it goes into overtime. Yes. It was the, uh, the biggest, tied for the biggest comeback in that round of the playoffs ever. And you would think they end up going to overtime, just like last week. There was the Buffalo Bills-Kansas City Chiefs shootout that more than 50 million people watched. Then they go to overtime again at Kansas City's home field. They've got the advantage. Kansas City wins the coin toss again, which means if they go down and throw a touchdown, since he doesn't even get to touch the ball, the game is over. Instead, Patrick Mahomes, one of the greatest, throws an interception. And then Cincinnati comes down and wins the game. And then the the second game, the Los Angeles Rams versus the San Francisco 49ers, that came down to the final minute of the game. There was an interception thrown by the 49ers, which sealed the deal for a 17-14 victory for the 49ers. So it's going to be the L.A. Rams hosting the Super Bowl at beautiful new SoFi Stadium in L.A. Mm. And they will host the Cincinnati Bengals. That game happens two weeks uh, in two weeks, so 13 days from today. They have the Pro Bowl next week. They always stretch it out. So we'll start seeing more commercials, uh, commercial teasers over the next couple of weeks, big Super Bowl commercials. So we'll be excited for all that. Also, Tom Brady, uh, a report that he's retiring, but maybe he can't retire just yet. Do you want to save that, Donna? Yeah, we yeah. do have a uh, Money Monday sure, let's coming up there. today. And we've got sort of a Tom Brady-themed Money Monday. That's at hour three, if you listen on the podcast. Uh, when we come back, we've got some things that make you go, huh, speaking of money, the dog who played Toto made more than these actors in The Wizard of Oz. Do you think you know which actors will tell you? When we come back, Donna and Steve on my talk. Hey, everyone knows the Y is a terrific place to run, swim, stretch, and work on your fitness goals. Well, of course, but did you know that they also offer other benefits that improve your whole person well-being? That's right. The Y offers health coaching, acupuncture, mindfulness, and yoga. Yeah, so you can better your body and your mind. Oh, my gosh. Join the Y by January 31st and get $0 enrollment. Go to YMCANorth.org. Hey, we're back. Hello. Hello. Hi. Donna and Steve. <laughs> On my talk, 1071, where talk is fun. Yeah, you said it, sister. Do this. I don't know why, but I have a feeling that Dawn already knows the answer to this. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's just, my God, it's my intuition. Uh, Here's what I told you before the break. Okay. The dog that played Toto in The Wizard of Oz was paid more than these actors in the movie. Munchkins. Donna Valentine coming in hot. Yeah. With the right answer. That's not cool. No. Although, you know, he got a trained dog, and I don't know. And I think he made like three times, or she made three times as much. Wow. Oh, was she a bitch? I think so. Okay. That's kennel talk. That is breeding talk. Don't write any emails. (laughs) My grandma, my grandma and grandfather used to own a kennel. Yeah. And so they still, she, my grandma still 
will reference a female dog as a bitch. Just in pure, like this is how we address them. Yeah. (laughs) Just think it's (laughs) aggressive when you're looking at a soft, like cuddly dog. Yeah. What do you call male dogs? Biatch. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Oh, gosh. No. (laughs) Yeah. uh, What is that? Is that a douche or a bitch? Oh. I don't know. He's going full. Okay, yeah. Let me let me dial yeah. it back. I just hit my quota for the month okay. of curse words. The dog who played Toto in The Wizard of Oz was paid one hundred and twenty-five dollars per week, which is more than any of the human actors who played those Munchkins. Almost twenty-five hundred dollars in today's money. You know, listen. I know it doesn't sound great when you hear about a dog making more than human beings who are acting. That being said. It would be easier to swap out one of the munchkins from the movie than it would have been to swap out Toto. a trained dog. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's listen. I don't make the rules, guys. Can you repeat the amount, the dollar amount? Absolutely, Donna. Thanks, Steve. Uh, one hundred twenty-five dollars per week, which would be equivalent to twenty-five hundred dollars per week in today's money. And that was the dog or the munchkins? That was the dog. Munchkins made like fifty dollars. Oh wow! Same as the extras. I wow. thought it was we represent the lollipop kids for years and until about three years ago, maybe. And it is guilt. And how about for all we are, we owe her. Isn't that what it is? Is that what they say? I thought it was. D-O-E-O. I thought it was. Oh, we owe. No. Whoa. Uh, for all we are. Really? I, all right. Hang something on. Something like that. We owe her. Uh, Munchkin's chant, is that what you would call it? No, right. those are the Winkies. No. Winkies? They're called Winkies. Who's called Winkies? The guys in the, the suits, the 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 oh, guards yeah. of the Wicked oh, Witch are the oh, Winkies. Oh, thanks, Don. Um, I forgot you were like a big wizard of Oz. Okay, yeah. I'm about to get this here. Oh, come on. Give me the lyrics, you cowards. We are, we owe her. Try is that, that really what it Let is? Let me try. Um, the, okay, what are the guards saying? The Winky Guards, uh, let's see. They are mostly known for their infamous chant, which goes, oh, this one says, oh, yeah, oh, oh, oh. In the play, it just says, oh, we, oh, oh, we, oh, not oh. for all we are. Nope, all we, we own. Her. For all, all we own? Yep, all we, all own. we own. We owe her. Wow, I didn't know that, Donna. Oh, so are, are we that. verifying that what Donna said is correct there? All we owe, we owe her. For all we own, we yeah, owe her. There's no four. It's just all we... All we own, we, we owe her. her. Huh. Yep. No, they do owe me. <laughs> That's cool. Honestly, listen, if you're listening in your car right now, you could you could spin that dial on the radio. You're not going to land on another station that would dedicate two minutes to this. Okay? So this is one of a kind content for better or worse. Uh, it is entertainment. Thank you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Thank you. Thank you. Not to mention Judy Garland, Minnesota's own. That's right. Penn and Teller are not friends. What? They say they have a business relationship, and not being friends is why they've lasted so long. Okay. Donna, maybe this is our magic. <laughs> you guys are best friends. But we don't You're hang out. We don't. I know, but we don't hang out outside. I think a lot of times people see people on TV together or hear them on the radio together, and they assume all the time they're just hanging out and all that. The distance is what makes it magical. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. One more. It's only because... May <laughs> plus B. Uh, there she goes. I think it's because we're both homebodies. Yeah, maybe in a different time of our lives. Yeah, I don't I don't need to go out. When I, came <laughs> I don't need to, to go anywhere. Ever. When I got to Twin Cities Live back in 2014, it had already calmed there by that point. People were starting to... You know, have families and children. Just the, the the pace of it all slowed down. But they would talk about when they would just run out the happy hour right after the show and yeah. all that. I experienced none of that. See, and I experienced all of that when I was in my 30s. Sure. And 40s. Like sure. early 40s. And you're like, you oh just gosh. started a family right away. Yeah, I mean, we had kids, uh, our first child when I was... 26 or 27 26 Holy smokes do you realize how young that is yeah which which is good because then that means at their graduation yeah all these other old fogey parents will be there and lou and i will be doing squats in the back in 1969 there was a musician named jim sullivan who recorded an album called ufo which featured strange lyrics about leaving his family and being abducted by aliens well he disappeared six years later without a trace the only evidence was his abandoned car which was found on a desert road mm. all right i'll offset that okay with this cheese it crackers are not technically squares they're rectangles mm. they're about one inch by 0.95 inches so geometrically speaking it's a rectangle not a square so why don't you Global listener, suck on that. <laughs> I used to get for every A I got a small box of Cheez Its for oh, my prize. Cute. Oh, my. that's great. I really liked them, so I'd be like, I have eight boxes. Oh, that's adorbs. People get like twenty bucks an A now. I'm like, Jesus is what? what I, I didn't mean. get anything. Oh, kids now it was expected. So Donna, you guys didn't even have indoor plumbing. What you described <laughs> to expected. us sometimes, it yeah. was a different. Time. I, what is this money business for good oh, grades? you have no idea. I was, it was like, them. if you don't get good grades, you... You're grounded. You, yeah, yeah I mean, you, you don't go anywhere. Or if you do get good grades, you won't get a beating. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Happy Monday, everybody. Uh, <laughs> oh, who made a splash on SNL next? Good morning. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to the Donna and Steve Show on My Talk 1071. Everything. Entertainment. Yeah. Weekend, entertainment-wise, I mean, the Janet Jackson documentary, mm. Playboy documentary was on. 
There was football. Oh, yeah. SNL. SNL. Willem Dafoe. I, you know, my first thought when I heard Willem Dafoe was hosting was, huh, that's an interesting choice. Because you think of him and you think, I don't know, I think like dramatic actor, um, very dark. Mm-hmm. He yes. was delightful. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was so great. I mean, he was like, his his monologue was super cute. He talked about how expressive his face is. Um, he admits that he has the vibe of a sociopath. <laughs> yeah. So here's a little mm. clip of it. I can't help that I have an expressive face. I can't control it. I don't think about controlling it. I'm not one of those subtle actors like Nicolas Cage or Al Pacino. <laughs> Maybe that's why people come up to me and say, you know what role you'd be perfect for? The Joker. (laughs) Always nice to hear that you got the vibe of a sociopath. (laughs) (laughs) He was super cute, cute, and I didn't know he's from Appleton, Wisconsin. Right. Um, I know. Yeah. They had some fake Wisconsin people jump up during the monologue. (laughs) You know, oh, we're here from Wisconsin. What happened to your accent? And then he, you know, did a little joke about the bubbler. Yeah, he was good. I, um... It, there was a very funny uh, also uh, scene in his monologue where there was a picture of him with his eyes like just bugging out. Yeah. And, his, you know, he's got a very large mouth, you know. Yes. And he said, you know, I know it looks like I'm throwing a guy over the building in this picture. But actually, <laughs> I'm just yeah. reading a book, <laughs> a really good book. Um, so he was delightful. It was nice to see that side of Willem Dafoe, I thought. Yeah. Um, then we had, um, there was a, also a very funny, I thought it was funny, the, uh, I'm up now. There was a video. Oh, yes. Do you know what I'm talking funny. about? Yes. It was one of those like digital shorts that they do. And it was about when you're sleeping, but then something wakes you up and it could be a whole variety of things it was very funny and very relatable yes really really good and then there was a guest appearance during weekend update one of my closer friends peyton manning um he's the one i'm closer with than eli uh he is so funny when he has been on that show he's good so they bring him into weekend update of course he's going to do commentary on how great the playoff games were last weekend and talk about this week uh, instead, though, it turns out he was watching something else last weekend. Last week's NFL games were some of the most exciting football ever, and the playoffs continue tomorrow with the AFC and NFC championships. Here to comment is Hall of Fame quarterback and two-time Super Bowl champion Peyton Manning. <laughs> Hey, thanks for having me, Colin. I'm, I'm very happy you're here. Peyton, you probably have a better perspective on this than almost anyone in history. How great were those games? Yeah, I heard they were incredible. <laughs> <laughs> you heard? Yeah, it sounds like all the teams did a great job, lots of passing, and uh, all the touchdowns were in the end zone. <laughs> so you didn't watch any of the games? Well, I planned to, but I had an hour to kill before the first game. And just for fun, I put on the first episode of Emily in Paris Season 2. <laughs> watched the entire season straight through oh my god column this show has everything romance adventure sensuality culture a fresh take on feminism finally <laughs> not to mention a culinary tapestry so rich i can only describe it as food porn wow well i'm glad you liked emily in paris but uh 
in, in football news, did you hear the rumors that Tom Brady might be retiring? Yeah, I'm not sure it's true. I think it's probably just speculation. But if it were me, I probably would retire if it gave me more time to watch Emily in Paris. <laughs> I've never seen Emily in Paris. I, don't I want to watch it now. People, yeah, people have strong feelings either way. They either love it or hate it, oh, I think. It was very funny. And then he just went on and on. And then he reveals at the end... Uh, that he liked it so much, he's thinking about going back to watch season one because <laughs> he just jumped in right at season two and then got swept away. Reminded me of a Donna Valentine kind of a thing to do. Just jump right in midstream, not realize there were there was a whole season before it, which set the table for everything. One time! He's very funny, Peyton Manning. Yeah, I like him. I like Isn't him a lot. Good? Yeah, really good. I was like watching and going... Wow, he's like not missing a beat. He must have he must have practiced that twenty times. Yep, I appreciate I bet, that too. I bet he's such a preparer. He is known. He was known when he was in the NFL for his just dogged preparation before any game of just studying and putting in the time. I think that's one thing that we don't think about too often with football players in general, particularly quarterbacks who are out there calling the shots. How much mental exercise they have to go through each and every week when they get a playbook a plan a game plan for that new opponent right there is so much studying that is required and if you don't if you drop one of your duties out there yeah you get chewed out by the coach or the quarterbacks chewing you out because you did the wrong thing it is. Yeah, it's like studying for finals every week. Yeah, they're not just going out going, there. Okay, what are we going to do today? Right. I'm going to go that way, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Which which way are you going? You know, it's like <laughs> honestly well um well prepared. I remember the Brady Bunch episode when they stole the other team's playbook. Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, God. Or the playbook went missing because Marsha's boyfriend played for the other school. Mm-hmm. And then oh. Greg was like, hey, where's my playbook? I think there was an episode that a lot older, of people... Older years when he was up in the attic, wasn't it? I think so, yeah. Yeah, the housing situation, the rooming situation was always a peculiar mm-hmm. thing to watch. I think that there was an episode that maybe people didn't like of the Brady Bunch where they were trying to, <laughs> they were in jail. Just ring, ring a bell. Were they in Hawaii oh, yeah. in jail? Oh. And then they were trying to like get the keys. Oh, it was the ghost town. The ghost town. Oh, that's right. It was the ghost yes. town. <laughs> the I remember Western. that one being very dramatic. Yeah, because oh, suddenly they were locked in an old cell and trying to get out and the keys were hanging on the wall and they had to fasten maybe it was belts that they used i don't know but it was like you know that that uh very tense brady bunch music it's very yeah. specific man anyway, oh good times oh shows. hey while we're talking about shows this is so sad howard hessman passed away yeah. Howard Hessman from Head of the Class, uh, WKRP in Cincinnati. He was Johnny Dr. Johnny Fe- Fever. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so sad. I remember great. him from Head of the Class. Yeah. That was a great show. I loved that show. That was That's really back good. whenever we didn't have all of these choices. You know, mm-hmm. not to say that it yeah. wasn't good. I'm just saying everybody kind of watched the same shows yeah we just had we didn't one of three cable (laughs) some people had you know hbo but yeah yeah that's why it's a bit of a misnomer when you hear that episodes of i love lucy were pulling in audiences of you know 60 million people exactly not to say i mean that 
what can't be overstated is the influence that those shows had on pop culture because they made up 33% of your viewing options was, are we going to watch Lucy or the two other things? Uh, But nowadays you wonder, like a show like I Love Lucy... If it if if the sensibilities were the same and and we were in a 1950s state of mind, if all of that was the same, but instead of three choices, there were a gazillion. However many choices we have to watch something now, you wonder what would have become of some of those iconic right. early shows in television. Great question, Steve. Donna, thank you. Did you guys hear about Nick Cannon? Yeah. Only kind of, sort of, and I I opted not to read the article. I hope that you can shed some light on some of this for me. Well, TMZ posted some pictures of Nick and a woman named Brie T.C. T.C.? At a baby shower slash gender reveal party. It's a boy, by the way. She is pregnant. She and Nick appear to very much be a couple. And this isn't the woman who had Nick's last baby who ended up passing away of cancer last month, if you recall that. And then he went on his show and he talked about it. Um, But wow, he doesn't waste any time. I mean, geez, this is now. okay. so this is now baby number eight. Uh, This is his fifth the fifth mother of his children. So there are five mothers of his eight kids. He's super fertile. Also, call me a prude. I don't know if this is a great model to be laying out there. You know what? Elizabeth's made a good point because we were trying to give him a lot of grace this morning during the dirt alert saying, well, he has the money to support them. We know that he does see all of his kids and take care of them and he's a good dad. So is this this is okay? And she's like, yeah, but, you know, they all live in different places. Right. And, you know, it's impossible to be everywhere, everywhere. So. Is that really right to do? And you can you can financially support children without yeah. supporting children. But do you they know what I'm saying? You. Yeah. She's like, that's, my kids need me yeah. all the time. If I just had, yeah, if you just had like, that's the thing is, I understand that he from a from a place of uh, of personal wealth can provide for needs that finances help to meet. That being said, there's so much more obviously to being a parent. And just having to spread yourself out amongst five different households where you have different kids. Yeah. That is not how I would draw up like the what the, the, the plan. It doesn't sound like a, a roadmap for successful, close relationships between father and kids. Call me crazy. No, no, I, I agree. So After. if five if you feel and you feel like five's two is okay, how about six? We go to seven? Eight? They all need to live together. I think we need to send him some condoms. Oh, boy. I mean, come on, Nick. (sighs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry for being (laughs) old-fashioned. And telling him to wear a condom. (laughs) Would it kill you? Jeez. All right. I'm going to take off. No, No, stick around. No, No, we still have a lot to get to today. 1030, we play the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. 11.30, we've got a Tom Brady edition of Money Monday. Yes. Is he retiring? Why he won't retire, according to uh, some folks, until next week?
Mm. Some financial reasons for that. We'll get into all that. Uh, And when we come back, we'll get into if you see something, say something. That's next on Donna and Steve. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. Donna and Steve on my talk, 1071, everything entertainment. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. Okay, let me start with this story, and then we have like an extremely tragic story to share. But Erica Jane from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is off the hook. Um, she is? Yeah, at least federally. Um, she has been dismissed from the embezzlement and fraud lawsuit against her estranged husband, Tom Girardi. Oh. Um, it looks like the, the both parties are agreeing that dismissal is appropriate. Um, she had no role in the Lion Air dealings, actions, or inaction uh, as between the attorneys and their clients, and she never received any of the Lion Air client settlement funds. Um, they do have the right to, who is Edelson, Edelson, Edelson. They do have the right, um, to refile against her in California, but this is a dismissal from the federal lawsuit that triggered bankruptcies of, um, Girardi. Mm. Edelson is the class action firm. That's representing all the victims. Uh Okay. That's right. Okay. Whoa. Yeah. And if you don't recall the story, um, she and her husband were sued in December of 2020 by Edelson. Yeah. They're the class action firm on behalf of those victims for allegedly embezzling settlement funds that were meant to help these orphans and um, victims, families following their their demise. It seemed I have followed this only through you, Donna, but it seemed like this would have been sort of an unfathomable outcome a couple of months ago. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was not looking good, but I even though her stories were a little strange, I always believed that she didn't know anything about this. Me too. Really? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I mean, just hearing from the other housewives talking about how they had no idea what their husband did with the money or where it came from. It's just their lifestyle. Yeah, and they I just don't... accepted, you know, so many stories from pretty much all of them except for the ones like Kyle, who's still married. But, you know, three or four of them were like, I have yeah. no idea where this money came from. No. Yeah. I mean, I can see not knowing about business dealings. Like, yes. How much do you know, you know, about what your partner does at work for eight hours? You know, probably not a whole lot. I can see where this would happen. But especially if he was hiding anything, he wouldn't be talking about this. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So I, you know, it is kind of weird. Like, you know, she had $40,000 a month that she was spending on just her glam squad. Right. That does like, wouldn't you? On paper, it looks like, but Erica, your husband is a lawyer, like a, you know, a high paid lawyer, but look at the place you live in. It's like a hotel. Right. 
that in and of itself just seems like, whoa, how much do you possibly make? And she never had cash. You know, she had credit cards and he would just be like, here you go. Pay it off. Yeah. Yeah. And then they called her divorce a sham, which she is saying, you know what? Divorce is very painful and having it called a sham is even more painful. Um, It took a lot of courage for her to leave and two seconds for some bleep bleeps to say it was a sham for and for Mm. everyone to believe it Mm. so she's been put through the ringer yeah even though her stories were inconsistent like you said and um she had some poor choices when it comes to the things that she was posting and what she would say on housewives about certain things you're like ooh, don't say that you know and all of the housewives called her out on it which caused a lot of problems you cannot i mean would set that aside that's just poor judgment but to i don't believe that she knew that this was supposed to go to victims and we're embezzling i'm embezzling yeah, money correct. i don't think she ever knew he was embezzling money no i don't either i, Not I like all. her i think she's a good person a decent person that wouldn't agree to something like that yeah i i'm i'm indifferent to her yeah i don't like how bitchy she is and how defensive she is you yeah. know, she's always just like, rawr, rawr, you know, mm. and it's like, God, calm down. Just, yeah. I, I feel bad for that Sutton. <laughs> oh, Sutton. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's Sutton, something else. I'm yeah, telling Sutton you. admitted that she didn't know what her husband did with money. Right. She's richer than all of them. No kidding. Well, anyway. and, you know, just for context there, um, like I have a better understanding of our financial situation than Lou does because I look at the accounts more. I have an interest in that stuff yeah. more. Mm-hmm. So it's not just housewives and house husband problems. It's not just a Beverly Hills problem. I think that in a lot of relationships, there is a uh, often, and it probably shouldn't be this way, but there's a gap between what each party knows and is is privy to this is why lou and i have silly financial arguments because she, she wants the, the what's on sale at mcdonald's and i'm like eh, you know <laughs> like we can get we a can burger, do, yeah. yeah and i'm like we need to sit down and do like a once over of, of all of the stuff so there can be that financial disconnect whether you make a lot of money or a little money or average money right um okay one other thing um this is so tragic you guys did you hear about this former miss usa i saw it on billy Mm. bush's um (sighs) instagram because she was a correspondent for extra and Mm -hmm. it was just so heartbreaking 30 years old um her name is chelsea christ uh, chesley christ oh chesley okay she was a miss north carolina then she was miss usa and uh I'm just like speechless over. She jumped out of her um, New York City apartment, her apartment building, because I think mm-hmm. she lived on the ninth floor and she jumped, she was last seen on the terrace. And um, yeah, it's just uh, there's an investigation going on right now. We don't know really what happened. Why they say that she left a note mm-hmm. uh, saying that all of her belongings would go to her Mom. mother and she had left an Instagram post. From my map, it was, I feel like it was even within that hour because I think (sighs) it was seven o'clock local time out in New York when authorities were uh, alerted to what had happened. So whatever it was, it was very close to when, um, when she passed away that she had put out her very last Instagram post and it was a picture of her and it said, may this day bring you rest and peace. Oh my gosh. I guess in the letter that was left behind, they don't think that there was any explanation as to um, why she 
um, did what she ended up doing. But there was a previous interview that TMZ was talking about this morning where she had talked about sort of the emptiness of achievement. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just sometimes you achieve and then you think, why am I? The only people who are impressed by that is other people who wish they had achieved that. And then suddenly I just am looking for the next thing, which I don't know if that's competitiveness or if that's the the un uh, quenchable thirst of insecurity that just keeps you going and pursuing the next thing and the next oh, thing. Wow. But anyway, I mean, from the outsider looking in, uh, Chesley Chris would have had all the things going for her, and yet she had this emptiness. So this is a good moment for us to remind anybody out there who might be dealing with thoughts that they're struggling with, you can always go to suicidepreventionlifeline.org. If you Google, you will easily find a, uh, a, a suicide helpline, prevention lifeline that is there. And in fact, they're trying to change that so that by July 16th, anyone will be able to dial 988 instead of 911. And instantly you will be connected with a suicide prevention specialist Wonderful. to That's, talk you through. I did so, not know about yeah, that. If you're struggling, Steve. reach out. Reach out today. Dawn, thank you. Thank, thank you. you Dawn. We'll see you tomorrow. We'll have a, a dirt alert from DJ Rock Lobster coming up and then some music news in the beat.